morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. one verse of scripture, actually two verses of scripture in your hearing, um, and then I'll get into the word of God today. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5. I'm reading from the King James Version today. It says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Someone say it's not carnal. You know what that means? The weapons in this fight, it's not guns, it's not bombs, it's not weapons that are earthly. It's not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. You know, there's a lot of things in this world that would rise up against the knowledge of God. There's entire societies that have risen up against God. But we're, we're today, we're, verse 5 says, we're casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, read these next two words, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want you to point at this right here for a moment. We're, we're, gonna, we're in Sunday school right now. This right here, gives us a lot of trouble. Amen? (laughs) This right here gives us a lot of trouble because we allow it to give us a lot of trouble. Last week I talked about breakthrough living and I believe that God's got a place for us to live that we will experience all he has for us. I believe God has great things for life, church. I believe God has great things for you. And instead of barely getting by with life, I believe God has a breakthrough for us to step into. Amen? And and, and I, I think sometimes we struggle because we don't take care of this. So I believe that the message I have for us today is an extension of what we started last week, and it's called Breakthrough Thinking. I want you to pray right now that God would allow the word of God to get down into your mind and to to do a work in our minds today. Amen. Let's pray together. Jesus, God, we pray right now for our minds. We pray, God, for the thoughts that come and go. God, I pray right now that you would help me as pastor, God, and every single one of us, God, under the sound of my voice, God, to, to bring every thought, God, to the obedience of Christ. God, help us, God, to begin thinking according to your word and according to your promises, God. Lord God, you've got great things in store for us. You've got breakthroughs for us to experience, God, but we have to get this under control, God. I pray that right now in the name of Jesus. Someone said in Jesus' name. Breakthrough thinking. God bless you as you're seated. Too often... We want a breakthrough. We want God to show up. We want God to help us to experience the impossible. Some of us have situations right now that you're facing right now, today. I know some of them. 
I could have you stand and it would kind of shock people what you're facing today. And for you to, to have all of that going on, if you're relying on this alone, you will struggle. If you're relying on how good this is, and I mean, I'm not saying it's not good. We thank God for blessed minds. But sometimes our thinking is incorrect. Our thinking is not based on what thus saith the word of God. It's based on this. And when we have it like that, we struggle. But the Bible says that we are needing to have weapons that are not physical weapons, but spiritual weapons that we can bring down. We can cast down imaginations that are not godly. We can cast down thoughts that'll mess us up. We can bring every thought. Someone say every thought. I don't know about you, but I have some thoughts that are not necessarily good. Anyone else with pastor today? You, you, you think some things and you, you, you know it's not biblical. You know it's not godly. The Bible says here in that verse that we read that we have weapons that we can bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want my thoughts to be in alignment with his plan and his word. Amen? Is that your desire today? I want my, my thoughts to be in alignment with God's plan for my life and God's word over my life. There's a great story in 1 Samuel. We're going to kind of use this as a basis today for this message called Breakthrough Thinking. It, it, it's the story that when, when we start seeing where we're at, you're going to say, oh, I know that story. It's one of those Sunday school stories. They might be teaching it in Sunday school today. But here, here's what I want to do with this, this story is to kind of bring out some truths that I think can help us today in our thinking. 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 4. The Bible says, New Living Translation, Then Goliath, a Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall he's a big boy i don't know who the tallest in the room today is but i think if there's someone like six two six three that's about the tallest we have at life church today this guy was like almost three feet taller than that and he wasn't just tall and lanky he, he was a big guy he was a giant he was a warrior Verse 8 lets us know that Goliath stood and shouted a taunt across to the Israelites. Why are you all coming out to fight, he called. I'm a Philistine champion, but you are only the servants of Saul. Choose one man to come down here and fight me. If he kills me, then we will be your slaves. But if I kill him, you will be our slaves. He says, I defy the armies of Israel today. Send me a man who will fight me. When Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified. They were deeply shaken. Their minds started working. 
they started hearing the taunts of Goliath. These were the warriors of Israel. These were the, the, the great mighty men. These were the guys that were trained in battle. These were the strong, the courageous. But when the, the giant, the, the enemy started talking, something happened here. That's what happens, church. We, we, we fa- we're, we're not facing Goliaths today, but you're facing giants. You're facing enemies that will come and will throw a situation at you. And you'll look at it, and, and you've got to make a decision how you're going to process what you're facing right now. These are the warriors, the courageous, the strong, the mighty men of Israel. And they have this big guy come out and start taunting them a little bit, calling their bluff. You know what? You come out, send me one guy to fight. And this army, including King Saul, the Bible says they viewed this situation in their mind through eyes of fear. Their mind, they let their mind start working. They listened to the words of the enemy. They listened to the taunts of Goliath. And they allowed their thoughts, someone say thoughts, to take over. And when their thoughts, their, their pragmatic minds began to think, they lived with fear. They, they were terrified. The Bible says they were greatly, deeply shaken. I want to tell you today, you've got an enemy that's coming after you. He's not happy if you're making strides forward with God. He's not happy if you're spending time praying, if you're spending time reading the Word of God. He's not excited when you're coming to church and being at all church prayer and devoting your life to God. And he's going to throw something at you. He's going to throw a situation at you. And he's going to say, I'm bigger than you are. I'm going to get you this time. You're, you're going to be a loser. Your, your future is doomed. That's what the enemy will tell you. He, he will get you thinking that, you know what, I'm never going to make it in this one. I don't think I'm ever going to come out of this one because the enemy's told you he's, you're not going to make it. The enemy's spoken that into your mind you're not going to make it. And you've allowed that mind to begin thinking and, and dwelling on what the enemy has spoken. And if, you, if he can get you thinking wrong and thinking incorrectly, guess what? The enemy's almost won the battle. If he can get you thinking that way. Saul and his army began thinking based on fear, based on their abilities. They saw this giant. They, they knew who they were. And they began looking at life through physical eyes instead of spiritual eyes they began looking at the situation that they were facing based on their ability and they could not see what god could do all they could see was their situation but there was a young boy named david there was a young lad named david and he was not looking at it the same way that Saul and all of his great generals and all the great army men were thinking. David was looking at this through different eyes. He knew the power of his God. He knew how great his God was. And it didn't matter how big the giant was. He was able to look past the size of that giant and say, you know what? 
I'm going to go fight. He began to speak in faith. He began to speak with words that didn't make sense to the average guy. Too often, when the enemy comes to taunt us, we listen to what he says and we cower in fear and we're like worried about what's next and will I ever make it? Let's take an example from David and listen to how David spoke when the giant was taunting him. Verse 45 of 1 Samuel 17 says, David replied to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. I know you're mighty. I know you're big. I know you got weapons. He says, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of heaven's armies. I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. He went on to say, talk about talking smack to the enemy. He says, today the Lord will conquer you. He says, I will kill you. I will cut off your head. Then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals. The whole world will know that there's a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues. Someone say the Lord rescues. He says everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people. But not with sword or spear. This is the Lord's battle. And he will give you to us. Hallelujah. David wasn't intimidated. He didn't care what the enemy was speaking. He didn't care how big the enemy was because he knew a God that was bigger. He knew a God that was greater. And he began to talk back to that enemy and say, you're not messing with me because I've got a God on my side. It doesn't matter who's against me. If God is with me, I am a conqueror. I'm a winner. Hallelujah. It all depends on how you process what the enemy tells you. Verse 50, so David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone. It did not make sense. Did not make sense at all. But he was able to triumph over the enemy with a little sling and a little stone. Hallelujah. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. I know this is gory. Good thing the kids are in Sunday school. I hope they don't tell this part of the story when the kids are in Sunday school. <laughs> when the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. You know, here they were. There was this whole army of Philistines. Goliath's out there, this big old brute, and the whole army's behind them, and they're cheering him on. Go, Goliath. Go, Goliath. Tell them, Goliath. Well, I'm telling you what. When they saw what this little boy named David did, a little sling and a stone, and his head was gone, the Bible says that the Philistines, when they saw their champion was dead, they turned and ran. They said, we are out of here now. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when someone steps out in faith, when someone steps out in faith and it comes against the enemy, I'm telling you, faith will arise in, in the people around you. There's people around you, and they might not have faith today. But when you step out in faith, it will allow faith to rise in the people around you. I want you to notice what verse 52 says. When the, the armies, the armies that have been cowering in fear, they've been greatly sort of scared and, and hiding. Here's what happened in 52. The men of Israel and Judah 
gave a great shout of triumph and rushed after the Philistines, chasing them as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron. The bodies of the dead and wounded Philistines were strewn all along the road from Sherim as far as Gath and Ekron. I'm telling you, one courageous man, one courageous woman that says, I'm not going to put up with the devil's fight. I'm not going to put up with the devil's taunts. I'm going to stand. I'm going to be victorious. It caused for David the entire Israeli army to get a backbone, to become courageous. They'd been dismayed. They'd been fearful. But one person's courage caused them all to get into the fight. And what a great victory they had in that fight. I'm telling you today, church, God desires for us to have a spiritual breakthrough. God, God desires for us to have a breakthrough in our thinking today. Amen? Is that, is that your prayer? God, I want to have a breakthrough in my thinking. I want to have a breakthrough in my thought life. I want to trust you. I want to trust your word. I want to believe your word. I want to stand on your word. God, you're with me. God, you're going to go before me. You're going to fight for me, and you're going to see me through my trial. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. But many times, in reality, we're like all those Israelis. Oh no, the devil, he's after me. Pastor Steve, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what he's thrown at me this week. And we're cowering in fear. Many times we're defeated because we're defeated in our thinking. We're faced with a situation and we start thinking incorrectly. We start acting incorrectly. We can't believe that God's going to do it for me. I can believe that God will do it for sister so-and-so. I can believe God's going to do it for brother so-and-so, but I, it's me this time, and I'm not sure that I can believe it for me. That's what I consider negative thinking. I call that stinking thinking. We've all been there. We've all had that kind of thinking. You know, there's some things that stink, and I, I don't like things that stink. One time this summer, Luke's off at college, so I can tell this story. I pray he's not watching. <laughs> he is watching. Oh, my Lord. Luke, we love you. <laughs> it's cool to wear your shoes with no socks, okay? I'll just say that. So one of my children... <laughs> was wearing their shoes without any socks. I, I don't know. I think we were traveling maybe, and it was like, like the shoes were like there, and it's like, what is that smell? There's some things that stink, and I'll leave it at that. Sister Ruth and I were here one, one day. She was cleaning the church, and, 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 and we, the, the diaper genie over there in the nursery it's supposed to work, okay? I, I think the person before Sister Ruth didn't put it together correctly, and so you had this lid down, but it wasn't, you know, it goes down and the diaper, it twists and twists, and so the smells are in, in all those twisted, like there's all these bubbles of, of diapers. And, and, but the, the, the bubbles weren't there. And, and Sister Ruth said, I need your help, Pastor Steve. So I don't know how to do this. So we, we together, but I'm telling you the smell that those little babies left us would just about, I don't know, knock you out. 
Sometimes our thinking is just like that. Sometimes our thinking is stinking thinking. I don't think God's going to give me a miracle. I don't believe God's going to heal my body. I don't see how God's going to send Life Church a revival. I don't know how God's going to save my family. You don't know who we're talking about. You don't know how bad that person is. I don't know that God's going to answer this prayer. I don't know if God's going to do this, and I don't think God's going to. Guess what? That is stinking thinking. And the enemy that we have to defeat today is really not the big bad devil. The biggest enemy sometimes to defeat is this right here. It's our thinking. You know, even David, who, who, who killed Goliath and saw great victories, he was known as the one that, that was just a great, mighty warrior. The Bible says that even David ha- had some battles in his thoughts. You said, King David? You mean the great king that conquered Goliath? Yes, that guy. Here's what the Bible says in Psalm 13 and 2. It's a Psalm of David. He says, how long? Must I wrestle with my thoughts? He, he had times that he wrestled in his mind. He had times that he struggled. He said, how long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? He was at one of those points. But I'm telling you that even after great victories, the devil's going to come and sometimes we have to, we got to push through. We got to say, you know what? I, I got to stand on God's word. I might not think it. I might not feel it. I might not really believe it right at the moment, but if the, the word of God says it, I'm going to stand on it. If the word of God has said it, I'm going to keep the promise. I'm going to go after it. Hallelujah. How are you thinking today? Bible says in Proverbs 23 and 7, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. How are you thinking? Negative? Full of doubt? Are you thinking very me-centric? Faithless? Fearful? That's all stinking thinking. Your thoughts can make or break you. Because if you have a thought... Thoughts turn into actions. Thoughts turn into words. We have to be careful how we're thinking. I I believe today that God wants us to have breakthrough thinking. And I believe breakthrough thinking. We're going to get a couple of key points here from this story of David and Goliath that I think will help us when we start thinking about how to have a breakthrough in our thinking. Number one, breakthrough thinking happens when I act on God's thoughts instead of our thoughts. Isaiah chapter 55 says it like this. God speaking, he says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. I want to tell you today, we think we're pretty smart. We think we've got it all together. But here's the, what the word of God is letting us know. Don't bring God down to our thoughts. Don't, don't try to bring God down to our thinking because the Bible says here, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. 
the truth, if it was told my thinking and your thinking, it's small thinking. Amen? If the truth be told, our thinking is, is not necessarily positive most of the time. We're usually a little carnal in our thinking. It's a little, and I said it already, me-centered. It's a little selfish in our thinking. But we must ask God to, to touch our thinking. God, give us your thoughts. God, help us to see through your eyes. Help us to have eyes of faith. Help us to believe on your word. What does his word say? Amen? What does his word say? How, what promise has he given it? If he says it, it really doesn't matter if we believe it or not. It's true. If his word says it's a promise, all you got to do is say, God, I'm going to stand on that promise. I'm going to believe your words. I'm going to not believe what my mind and my heart say, but I'm going to believe what thus saith the word of God. Breakthrough thinking happens when I act on God's thoughts, not my thoughts. The second point here that breakthrough thinking will happen when I stop allowing the fears of others to determine my thinking. David shows up at the battle. An entire army of trained men and a king who is a warrior king. They were just fearful. They were afraid. They were greatly dismayed. They were just in a very bad state. But David did not allow the fears of all of his brothers the fears of all of those mighty men, the fears of the king to get a hold of him. Fear is contagious. I don't know which was the first guy in Israel to start getting fear in his heart, but there was a first guy. There was a first warrior that had fear, and he might have voiced a little bit of his fear to his buddy. And pretty soon, we have an entire army of men that are fearful, including the king. I'm challenging you today, church. we got to be careful who we hang out with. Someone say, that's good preaching. <laughs> Don't look at your neighbor right now. Got to be careful who you hang around. If they're always negative and they're always doubting and they don't believe what God can do anything and they're always talking down in the mouth about church and what God's going to do, perhaps, I'm not saying make them your enemy, I'm just saying perhaps don't have them as your best friend. We have to find people because the same way that fear is contagious, faith is contagious as well. Find some people that believe the word of God. Find some people that love the word of God and love church and believe God for anything. Find those kind of people and get them close to you. I'm telling you. The Bible lets us know in 2 Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. I talked about this last week. If you've got fear in your heart, it's not from God. God didn't bring it. Because God brings power, he brings love, and he brings a sound mind. 
Hallelujah. We, we got to get away from those people who are negative. Get away from those people that are fearful. Find some people full of faith. Find some courageous brothers and courageous sisters that says, you know what? It doesn't matter what the world says. It doesn't matter what the family says. I'm going to believe what God says. You get around people like that and it will begin to spread. That faith will get a hold of you and pretty soon you'll be believing what people are not believing. So breakthrough happens, number one, when we act on God's thoughts, not ours. Breakthrough also happens, and thinking happens, when we stop allowing the fears of others to determine our thinking. And then finally, breakthrough thinking happens when we focus on what God's already done instead of the possibility of failure. 1 Samuel 17, verse 32 King Saul comes into the picture here, has a little chat with this boy named David. Don't worry about this. And David's talking to Saul. Don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul. I'll go fight him. Saul's response was, don't be ridiculous. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. Saul was focused on the possibility of failure. Saul was focused on the negative. Saul was looking at the circumstances. He was comparing David's experience to Goliath. He was looking at the pragmatic view. And he says, you know what? From a pragmatic view of this, you're inexperienced. You can't see this happen. You don't have a chance. But David wasn't focused on the possibility of failure. He was focused on something that was secure. He was focused on the God that he had seen God meet him in the past. He had seen God show up in his past. And he begins to talk to King Saul. He begins to remember the victories of the past. He begins to remember what God has already done for him. Verse 34, David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this with both lions and bears, and I'll do it again against this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Hallelujah. You know what? There's something powerful when you're facing the enemy and you're facing the thinking, what should I do? Is to go back and remember the things that God's already done for you, the victories that you've already had with God, the times that God's met you in the past. David begins to recollect. David begins to remind Saul, this happened, the bear, the lion, and every single time God rescued me. And if God can rescue me from all of that, God can rescue me from this giant. Hallelujah. What a great way to build faith in your own heart. What a great way to encourage yourself in the Lord is to begin to remember the, vir- the victories. Remember the miracles. Remember what God has already done. Ha- has anyone had God ever do anything in your life already? Have, has anyone in the room ever had God perform a miracle? And God brought you through before? If God has done it before, he can do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands and thank him. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for the miracles that are setting in this room. There's healed bodies. There's marriages that have been put back together. There's times of provision. There's God setting people free from life of addiction. It's setting right here in this room. It's the victories. we got to go back and remember where God came through when there was nowhere else to turn. God came through. As you remember that, that he's done it before, that that should encourage you to say, God, if you did it back here, you can meet me today. If you helped me last month, you can help me. If you helped me two years ago, God, I'm trusting you. I'm believing you that you will help me again. And really, David had it right. The battle's not yours to fight anyhow. David went on to say in verse 47, then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save by sword or spear. Read these next words with me. For the, for the battle is the, hallelujah. Some of us need to remember that. In fact, let's say that a couple times together. For the battle is Whose battle is it? For the battle is the Lord's. And he's going to give you into my hands, David told Goliath. This battle that you're fighting, it's not a battle that you need to fight with human reasoning. It's not a battle that you need to fight with your own power and your own might. It's a battle that we fight through faith. It's a battle that we fight by trusting in the word of God. The battle belongs to God. And it's time for us to let God fight our battles. I'm going to invite the music to come back, and I'm going to wrap this thing up here real quick. You know, much of our battles that we fight are fought right here. The battlefield of our minds. Parents have told their kids, your mind is the devil's playground. We've got to be careful what thoughts we allow to stay and mull over in our minds. Because that's where the devil likes to fight. That's why the devil's so quick to get us thinking thoughts that are contrary to the word of God. He's going to fight us in our thinking. But the word of God, as I started this message today, there was a key to this victory, this breakthrough thinking victory, is to learn to take control. Someone say, take control. We have to control what we think about. We have to control what we dwell on. We have to let, let our minds dwell on good things. I don't have the verses here, but you know, we're to think on things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that are, you know, think on these things. Don't think on all the junk and all the, the CNN and all the junk that they're coming with CBS and, you know, don't think on that stuff. No wonder we're living in fear in Canada. No wonder in the GTA there's a lot of fear right now. They're, they're pumping fear daily in the news. And there are people that are fearful today because of everything they've heard. Now, I'm not saying what's going on is not real. It's, it's very real. But we don't have to live in fear. Amen? We don't have to face the school year with our kids in fear. Amen? Because we are serving a great, big, almighty God. I, I can cower in fear. 
I can let what's happening in my personal life and in our culture affect my mind, or I can take control, the Bible says, of my thoughts. I can cast down imaginations. Now, my, I've heard my wife use this verse, and she gets everybody to, like, everybody get your hand. Let's do this. I'm going to do what my wife does. Get, 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 get something, that, that, an ungodly thought, and I want you to cast it down. Now, isn't that what you would do, Sherry? She'd do that. I know she would. Maybe I should have her come up here and finish the message for me. <laughs> the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty. Someone say mighty. These weapons that are spiritual weapons, they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. There's a lot in our culture that is exalting itself against the knowledge of God. And then bringing into captivity. That means I'm going to control it. I'm not going to let it just run rampant and build a little house up there and, and live and just maul around and cause me to just live in panic for fall 2021. No, I'm, I'm going to control it. I'm going to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. That means there's something that I've got to do. And you've got to do. Thoughts will come. You'll hear the news. I'm not saying don't listen to the news. Listen to the news. But you decide what you do with it. The scripture is a, is a key to victory. We have to learn to control negative thoughts. We got we to learn to control doubts and fears that will come and try to wrap their arms around us. Uh-uh-uh. I'm not going to live like that. I'm not going to live in fear. Is that your prayer? Is that your desire? I'm not going to live like that. Because I have a God that loves me. I have a God that's got my life in the palm of his hands. I've got promises in this book that I'm going to stand on. And it doesn't matter what comes my way. It doesn't matter what comes down the pipeline in fall 2021 or winter 2022. I've got a God that's on my side. And I'm not going to live in fear. Amen? The great British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher had a quote. In fact, they say it was her favorite one. She says, you got to watch your thoughts because they become words. She went on to say, you got to watch your words because they become actions. I'm today encouraging us, Life Church. We need to align our thoughts with God's word. We got to tell our thoughts what to say. Someone said, we gotta, I, gotta, I gotta tell them what to say. I gotta tell my thoughts how to speak, how to respond. I, I gotta tell my thoughts how to act. And then I must begin to speak in faith the promises of Almighty God. Let's all stand together. 
Every single day that we live, we must live our life by acting on what God's Word says we should act on, by speaking what God's Word says we must speak. I believe today there's people here that you, your thinking has been a little off. You've, you've allowed, just like all of us from time to time, we, we, we get thinking, stinking thinking. I'm today, I'm, I'm asking for us, let's have a breakthrough in our thinking. Let's have a breakthrough in, in how we think. Let's just decide in this point, in this service, that Pastor Steve, I'm, I'm gonna start acting correctly. I'm gonna start thinking correctly. I'm gonna start taking control of those thoughts. I'm gonna cast down imaginations. I'm gonna bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know what you're facing today. I'm not sure what you're dealing with right now. But if you're here today and you need a miracle, you need a situation that you need God to show up in in your life, we're going to open this altar as we conclude this service. And if you'd like to come down and say, I'm going to take a step of faith. I'm going to take this walk forward, Pastor Steve, in faith that God's going to see me through. God's going to meet me at the point of my need. God's going to show up, and I'm going to let God have, help me to have a breakthrough in my thinking today. I'm just going to open this altar right now. Is there anyone who would say, Pastor Steve, you were talking to me. I need a breakthrough in my thinking. I need a breakthrough in this situation. And I'm going to respond by coming to this altar. This altar is open. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.